Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam podcast. This is episode 60. I am your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing here this evening? I'm doing good, doing good. One more episode and we tie the original um, home run record. That's right. Yeah, there you go. We almost to that original home run record. We are almost there, my friend. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Plenty to discuss here tonight. Are you ready to get started? Yes, sir. First off, I'm going to start off with this. I'm so disappointed in myself, man. The last episode we did, like that next day, was a very important day <laughs> in baseball. <laughs> a very important day. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's July 1st, Bobby Bonilla Day. Mm. What is Bobby Bonilla Day? Bobby Bonilla Day is the day that the New York Mets pay one Bobby Bonilla million. Mind you, a guy who hasn't played Major League Baseball since like the early 2000s. They pay this man every July 1st $1.19 million. And this past um, July 1st was the 12th installment of that payment. I mean, so far he's made over $14 million with this um, contract. There's still 13 years remaining. With like over $15 million still to be paid out with no discussions. Like they said, no discussions of an early buyout. So I'm telling you, for the next 13 years, July 1st, that man's going to be smiling like a Cheshire cat on July 1st. <laughs> uh, thoughts on this, my friend? We talked about this on here before, but thoughts about this? I mean, it's still one of the most insane things. Um, I, I, I would just have loved to have that contract. Um, I mean, it's just it's just insane, like how that got worked out, how that, and like you said, the fact that there's no discussion about it, that's just a write off. Every year, Mm -hmm. it's a write off. Mm -hmm. Yep, Bobby Mm -hmm. Bonilla. So, so technically, he's still. uh, I mean, not technically, he is. He's still on the payroll. Mm -hmm. He's still. He will be on that payroll for another thirteen years. So. Which is absolutely insane. I'm sure you got plenty of people within the Mets organization that work in that front office and probably, you know, see this name come up every July. I'm like, who is this Bobby Bonilla? We're paying this money out to. I mean, we've seen some contracts in sports, not just baseball, you know, football, basketball. We've seen some crazy. Con- I've never, we've never seen a contract like this. It's a blessing. I mean, great for Bobby Bonilla, but you look at the mess. Like, how foolish could y'all be to get yourselves into this situation where you got to pay this man for the next what thirteen years? This one point one nine million dollars. That's just that's just insane. It's just it's just wow. That's just unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. And I'm pretty sure he showed to the bank every year. Like, you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. They 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 they, they know who he is and they know why he's there. <laughs> every, on that July 1st. every July 1st he, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he oh. is smiling ear to ear I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at him collect your money my friend collect your money <laughs> gotta love it. gotta love it. anything else on that man 
No, just I, I would I would love to have this. Like I said, I just would love to have that same contract where I wouldn't have to do nothing but get paid one point one nine million dollars a year. Mm, exactly. Same here. I'm sure you and me and a lot of other people as well. A lot of people would love to have had that had that bucket money coming in on a regular basis. That's crazy, 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 crazy. All right. So from former Mets to current Mets, um, one of our personal favorites, one Mr. Max Scherzer. He is back and he's had two starts since he's been out with injury and it's typical Max. Now, the first game back, he was playing against the Reds, took the loss. I'm like, oh, we wasted such a good start by Max. I mean, he went six innings, gave up. Only two hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts, and struck out at least once everybody in that lineup, in that Reds lineup, but took the loss, one nothing. He pitched again last night, went seven innings, gave up three hits, one earned run with nine strikeouts, and the Mets did win four to one. And you saw that video I tagged you in on, um, on Twitter. I mean, he, <laughs> he was typical backs. And like I always say, when he goes to that place, when he gets in that zone, I don't care what hit it is you're throwing out there. Nobody's touching him. And I was seeing some highlights from that game, and he was just in one of them places once again. And now, I mean, the Mets stayed afloat. They're still right there on top of the um, NL, NL East. And now that they got him back, they're in the driver's seat. So, thoughts on Max being back. And he's two, two, two starts since he's been back. I mean, like you, I piggyback off what you said about the Rears. That, that start, I mean, that's unfortunate. You know. I know. I was so disappointed. But I mean, but it but it happens, right? But yeah, but no. I guess I guess the uh, the second he's like, I refuse to lose. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I mean, because I've said it before on on the show where I feel like he just one of them guys that he he has a certain energy about him, and you can tell when the rest of the team is feeding off of that energy and like i keep saying that if like say if if they really you know pull together and because i mean they were for a little while they were dominating the east and everything i mean they've kind of pulled back to the pack now a little bit but mm-hmm. you still got i mean we we get into the all-star break but after the all-star break if they go on the uh, go on another run like how they kind of started off the season with him being back um, I'm trying to think of what, what's the other one there? Is it, is it DeGrom? DeGrom, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he is he coming back or or is, is he gonna be out for a minute? Because I know he was last hurt. I heard they said he was supposed to be coming back. I haven't heard any like updates on exactly when he's supposed to come back, so I'm not sure if he's had any setbacks or anything. But from the last thing that I heard, he was supposed to come back at some point, so probably. After the All Star, let's let's say after the All Star. Let's say after the All Star. So, if you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got Max being Max, you get the Grom back as your two, you know, top tier pitchers. That lineup Mm kind of get back into how it was in the beginning of the season. If they go on another run, I would not be surprised if they don't go deep into the playoffs, and if we're not looking at the Mets in the freaking World Series. So mm-hmm. that would not shock me one bit because over on the AL side, the Yankees are playing really good baseball right now, too. So it would not shock me if we ended up getting another like Subway series. That would not yeah. shock me if we get Yankees, um, Mets, 
in the World Series, the way things are looking right now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and it's it's always a rarity when, and this is and this kind of go across all sports where it's kind of rare when both or all of the New York teams are are playing good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and this is one of those rare occasions in baseball, at least, where both New York teams are playing really good. So, mm-hmm. very, I mean, that, very true. And, and, and who who's to say that if we did get another Subway Series, if that wouldn't be a way to kind of get more eyes on the sport? So, absolutely. Like I think it's obviously know that that's a big sports market in New York. You get both of these teams in the World Series. That's definitely. Good. I feel going to draw a lot of eyes to that World Series if that does take place. Yeah. So, I mean, because, I mean, one way they could build it would be like, okay, you got the Mets pitching versus the Yankees hitters. Mm-hmm. Judge mm-hmm. and Stanton and all them guys. Yeah, that, that would be interesting because we, we, oh, we know how Mets get. So. Oh, yes. I'm sure, I'm sure he's probably biting at the chops to go after that line. Uh-huh. I got you, Judge. I got you, Stanton. I got, I got, Oh, you guys. Exactly. So that that would mm-hmm. that would definitely be worth a watch. Oh, absolutely. That, that to me that would be must see TV. That would definitely make for a very entertaining World Series for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, any other thoughts on that? Any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, like I say, he Max Scherzer is just one of those dudes that anytime he pitch, you just have to watch and. Yes. And I said it once and I said it again, I still don't know how things didn't work out with him and the Dodgers where they didn't mm-hmm. sign him. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel like that was a stupid mistake on their part, but mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason and he's where he's supposed to be right now with the Mets. So, I mean, it was a loss yeah. on, on the Dodgers part, but it was a huge game for the Mets. Oh, absolutely. Their loss was definitely the Mets game. I've said it here before. I said if I was the Dodgers, I would have given that man a blank check. I would have said, here you go. Whatever you want, take it because you're worth every penny and then some. But for whatever reason, things didn't work out and things worked out in the favor of the Mets. So, Hell, give, give him the damn Bobby Bonilla contract. Exactly. Now he, now he'd be worth that Bobby putting a contract. <laughs> exactly. Shoot. After after he retired, he still get paid. So. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one other thing about Matt before we move on, um, I think I posted this on the um on the Twitter page. Um, when he was over in the uh, minor leagues, he um he supposedly um what did he do? Let's see, Matt. Oh yeah, he bought everybody um, AirPods, and then he treated everybody out to uh, dinner to um, ribeye steak, like some type of steak. Yeah, ribeye steaks and uh, lobster. He treated them, basically traded the minor league guys to dinner and bought them AirPods when he was down there making his um, rehab start. So that's a, that's a that's a class act by Mac. That's what that's what the type of person he is. Yeah, he's very intense and everything on the field, but he's a you know class act off the field as well. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you. Not only is he a great pitcher, he's a great teammate. And absolutely, even with the absolutely. minor league play, because he minor league play, yeah, because he he didn't he didn't have to do that for the minor league. Play. No, not at all. He just went down there, made his start, and said like, "Hey, you know, I'm just down here, and I'm going you know rehab and get back to the major leagues, and that's it." He didn't have to, he didn't have to do. It. He wasn't obligated to do that. 
And but you know, okay, real real quick too, because you know, since since we started the show and since you put me on the max, really, um, I just kind of kind of find it crazy. This this is his fourth team. His fourth team, and it's like, yeah, I mean, with the, I think I think he was with the Diamondbacks, the Tigers, the Nets. well, fifth then, because I had, well, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I think he started briefly with the Diamondbacks. He was with the Tigers. Okay. Nats, Dodgers, and then the Mets. So yeah, fifth team. I keep forgetting we used the Diamondbacks. Well, I mean, nobody remembers the Diamondbacks. Nobody, nobody remember they won a World Series. So you know, who the hell remembers the the Diamondbacks? Exactly. There's a reason for that. And 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 there and and there's and that's not a slight at their fans, but it's just if if you don't remember that the damn team won a World Series, how the hell you gonna remember who played for them? Um, so, but yeah, I, I just I just find it interesting that yeah he's you know this is, the Mets is his fifteen. I mean, of course he spent the what the biggest of his time was with the Nationals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean he only played half a season for the Dodgers because he got traded to them and then they didn't resign. I'm like hell, but but uh, uh well I think his contract what uh what five years or something with the with the Mets I think something like yes, that. Either. Or five years, something like that. Okay, yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe this is where he will end his career. We don't know. Have to wait and see. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he's always anytime anytime he starts is always must see TV in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it definitely is. It definitely is. Now this isn't like Bobby Bonilla money, but um, he does. The Nets still owe him some money from his contract. They owe him another fifteen million dollars. That's gonna be paid between now and twenty twenty seven. And this is like I said, not a Bobby Bonilla contract, but he is getting some deferred deferred money. Not Bobby Bonilla money, but he's getting some deferred money. See, you know, okay, which is ridiculous. I, I never get this whole deferred money thing when they when they do contracts. I, I, I never, I, I never understand that. And the Nationals are. National, I also other teams are doing it too, but the Nationals are famous for doing this whole deferred money. That's one of the things when they were negotiating with Bryce, Rendon, and a couple other people too. They they're famous for doing this whole deferred money, like on the back end of the contract, which is makes zero sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense to me either. But I mean, but like I say, Max is one of them people. He deserves that. Um, oh yeah, he, every, every penny, every penny. Now, every I, penny. now I'm feeling kind of sway us into. To, I, I'm not sure if you had this a part of your notes or anything like that, but did you see what uh, it was an interview that Deion Sanders had where he was talking about um, baseball and how they because of how they've kind of I won't say I won't necessarily I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I won't say that they rigged as far as how young players get into playing baseball, but I'm going to say it's kind of rigged in the sense of where we as black people, African-Americans, what do you want to call us, um, how we have basically been shut out because of how expensive it is now to be on like the traveling teams and stuff like that. So we aren't really getting that opportunity in mass numbers like we once did. So 
it's a lot easier to go into basketball and football because it's quote unquote cheaper to do that. But when you look at what baseball players get paid, not only when they're playing, but in some of these back end contracts, some of these some of these dudes are pretty much set for life once they're done playing baseball. And it's just unfortunate that we don't get that same opportunity in mass numbers again. I mean, yeah, there's still some of us that get the opportunities to play, but it's not like it once was. And I mean, we've had that conversation plenty of times when we were, you know, uh, previously on the show, especially, you know, mm-hmm. growing up watching, you know, all the, you know, different players that played um, in the nineties. Cause you know, that's when we grew up in the nineties watching everything, but it's just, I thought it was inter- I thought it was an interesting thing because it's kind of something that we talked about on the show as far as why we don't see a lot of us, you know, in baseball. But then when Dion was talking about it, it was like, hmm, maybe that's, the, well, it's not, maybe that's the reason why, because of how they've kind of phased us out in a way. Not, not, you know, they didn't do it in a overt, you know, oh, well, you can't play baseball anyway, but they did it in a kind of, underhanded way of as far as like as a young kid because most of the kids that played baseball that were black they were inner city kids but if they don't if their parents don't have the resources to uh, you know afford be able to afford to have them play and they can't play so what do they do they go into playing basketball they go into playing football two sports they kind of do a lot of damage to your body especially football we know all about that and everything but basketball do a lot of damage to your body. Your knees go to hell first, your ankles, and, you know, you get that kind of, you get that walk. All You know, if you look at all the older basketball players, they have that same freaking walk <laughs> because mm-hmm. their knees and their mm-hmm. feet are bad. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, it just kind of talk, we were talking about contracts and everything. It just brought that into my mind about this, this interview that Deion Sanders had and who better, who better than him to know about that since he played baseball as well as football. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. I had forgotten about that. I had seen that as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. And you know what? I never even thought about it in that way. But as I was listening to him, I said, you know what? That actually makes that makes a lot of sense what he's mm-hmm. saying. It really, really does, because it is definitely cheaper to stuff to play like you know football and basketball and stuff where with baseball it can get a little it can get expensive you know playing baseball it's not the same as those other two sports so what he was saying made a lot of sense and i was like man i never even i never even crossed my mind but you know what you're making a valid point and what better like you said what better person to say that somebody that has played the game and you know played football and stuff as well but yeah that that was very an interesting take coming from him that was very insightful on his part as well mm-hmm. i feel and, and it's kind of it's kind of weird too that it would be so much more expensive for baseball as far as like traveling teams when you have the AAU leagues. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, wait a minute, those are not expensive either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm, it, it, I don't know. Maybe I need to. I, I should look to see like how what's the cost differential just mm-hmm. to kind of compare it because I don't know. I thought about like, well, you got the AAU leagues, you know, for basketball mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, well. How much more is the baseball leagues compared mm-hmm. to the AAU leagues? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's stuff definitely to look into to kind of do some research on, to kind of do a comparison between the two, like seeing like what the price difference is. That's definitely something that to, to, to definitely check check into. Yeah, but thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up. Like I said, I I, see, I remember seeing that, but I I I had, I, had told, I had totally forgotten about that. But I I was liking a lot of what, what he was saying in that interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Next topic. We're one week away from the MLB All Star Game. It's taking place in Los Angeles next. Tuesday and then on Monday we're gonna have the home run derby, but next Tuesday will be will be the All Star game. One of my favorite times of the year, probably my favorite All Star game. Just a little backstory on the All Star game. Uh, it's been around since 1933. It's normally played in that second or third Tuesday in July it's between obviously the American League and the National League. And back in the day, they used to they used to play uh, two All Star games from 1959 to 1962. They used to play uh, two All Star games. I always find that kind of kind of interesting. But we got our we got our starters for both leagues on the National League side. You got Mookie Betts who made it. We got Trey Turner who made it. Manny Machado, uh, Bryce Harper made it, but I think he'll probably be a replacement since he's injured with the um because yes, the wrist injury he had. On the American League side, you got John Carlos Stanton, you got Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve, Tim Anderson, Vlad Guerrero Jr. made it, Shohei Otani made it. And I found this interesting. It was two brothers that they said made, made it. A guy from the Cubs. Yeah, a guy from the Cubs and from the Braves, uh, Wilson and William um, Constraeus. They both, um, this is the first time since 2003 that you got a pair of brothers playing in the all-star game and they did this thing this year they said this is the first time that the commissioner said that they would add, be able to add two legends to the all-star game and you got um albert pujols and miguel cabrera they'll both be a part of the all-star game as well and then the home run derby the home run derby is shaping up really really nice you got peter alonzo he's um looking to be- Become the first person to win a home run derby three years in a row, and only the second person to win it three times, which was um, Ken Griffey Jr. He won. He's won three home run derbies. You got from the Braves. You got Ronald Acuna Jr. You got um, oh Albert Pujols. He's going to be in the home run derby. You got Juan Soto, who's going to be in the home run derby, and Kyle Schwarber, who's going to be in the home run derby. So that's shaping up to be a fun event as well. So. Any thoughts on the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby, my friend? Well, I do think it's interesting with the whole legend thing. and Yeah. Who who better than probably two of the oldest players in the league right now, which is Miguel Cabrera yeah. and, and, and exactly. Albert Pujols. Um, I do find it interesting that Shohei is the DH. Mm-hmm. I do find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, And why is he not in the Home Run Derby? That's a good question. I mean, they're still announcing some people, so he still could be added because he was in it last year. So, so maybe he'll, maybe he'll do it again this year because I think they, I think that that would just add to this because the field is loaded right now. So I I'd be okay if he was added to the home run derby as well. Yeah. So I mean, because we already know what, what what he brings to the table. And oh, absolutely, like said, absolutely. He needs to showcase, you know, all his talents. 
Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, I, I'll say this. I, I don't think we'll ever see anybody um, bulldozing over the catcher in the All-Star game ever again. No, no, no. Um, like, <laughs> no a, like a certain see. person. Yeah, we know. would not see that. No, no, we will um, not. You know, even though even though his career technically doesn't exist, but somebody hit all them damn hits. Yeah, somebody damn. got those, somebody got those hits, whether they want to admit it or not. Somebody hit those baseballs. Exactly. So, but that's still one of the most insane thing highlights. He's like, what? Just imagine if you was watching that back then. Like, what the hell is he doing? Like, he bulldozed the damn. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine if like social media was around too. The Twitter would probably have exploded if that had happened. I mean, the equivalent to that could almost be when um, I know it was. I know it was in the NBA All Star Game. Uh, I can't remember, but it, it was that whole incident that happened with with Kobe and uh, Dwayne Wade, where I forgot. Wait, wait no, Dwayne did Dwayne. I think Dwayne hit Kobe in the face or something. It was like, what the hell? Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. It's the, the All Star Game. What, what the hell y'all doing? You know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Like don't take it too too seriously. It's just, it's just an exhibition. It's just for fun. Mm-hmm. Like calm down and everything. Even though with the MLB All Star Game, it does you know need to be more serious because you know whichever league wins, they get home field in the World Series. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, shoot, you remember there was a time before that was actually a thing too. So oh yeah. Oh yeah, so, for sure. So I mean, but when once they started that, I guess to kind of make the All Star game a little bit more serious, more competitive, and everything, they added that incentive in there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this, I mean, it should be a good one, and hopefully, people, you know, watching, and, and you know, just cause, I mean, that's only so much you can really do in a baseball All Star game, mm-hmm. you know, as far as excitement wise. That that's why I guess with the home run derby. You know that is always the exciting thing because I've been watching that as a kid a lot, and oh yeah, you know, you know like like you know like, like you always bring up, and I think you even posted uh, the video where King Griffey Jr. to this day is still the only person mm-hmm. to to hit a certain building. Which mm-hmm. It's like that warehouse in Baltimore. Yep, <laughs> it's like how like, like all the great hitters that have come through that ballpark, and that's definitely a hitter's. Ballpark. I can't believe yeah. not a single other person has hit a ball off of that warehouse. I I, I found that very hard to believe. That, that was and that was, and that was in 1993. This is 2022, and nobody else has hit a home run off of that warehouse. That's insane to me. Oh well, okay. Sorry to cut you off for a second. No, no, you good, man. No, because I got I got the TV on in the background. I got NXT on actually, but it was on a commercial. So there's a Dairy Queen commercial. And it features shockingly Cody Bellinger and Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes, I have seen I have seen that air quite frequently. And then there's another one too with Bryce Harper and Tim Anderson. And I'm like, yes, we need more of this. Thank you. So we maybe, need more of this. So maybe somebody's out there listening. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe somebody's listen. listening to this show, listening to the rants and stuff that we've gone on about this. Yes. Every time I see those commercials, I smile. I'm like, yes, we need more, more of this. Yes. Give our, give our young star, give these new stars, you know, the opportunity. Give them a chance, damn it. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. You got plenty of young stars in the game that you can be getting in some of these commercials and advertisements. There's no excuse. Like I said, every time I see that um direct TV one, I get so frustrated. Like I said, I don't <laughs> mind seeing the old time players. You got some legends mm. in there. You got A Rod, Big Poppy, Griffey, Randy Johnson, legends. Some of the all time greats. Cool. You mean to tell me you couldn't have got a Juan Soto? Um, or Shohei Atani, or Vlad Guerrero Jr., or Fernando Tatis Jr., you couldn't get those four in a commercial like that? Yeah, they, they could have, but hey. But, um, I mean, <laughs> so, so, uh, here, here I am trying to trying to bring us back from, from going down that road, right? I know, right? <laughs> um, well, before I forget, really, as far as that whole Legends thing with the All-Star game. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if they actually got, like, retired legends to be to kind of feel those legend spots opposed to players that are still currently playing that's what i was thinking when they first announced that out too i said oh are they gonna get some of the retired players to come and play in the all-star game because that, that was the first thing that came to my mind when they announced that i said oh they're gonna get some of the retired like a ken griffey or a avon or somebody like that to compete in the game. yeah that, 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 that's, that's what i was thinking yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would be interesting if they did that, or or you get Randy Johnson coming out there. Yeah, I still got a good fastball. That's, that's right. Yeah, I, 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 I still I can still get in here, give me at least an inning or so. I can come out here and pitch. Oh my god! Because I mean, when you think about it, is it it, it would with that like that spot, you could almost equate that to well to kind of going wrestling wise. Like when they bring back a legend or something for a match. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could almost be equated to something like that in a way. So mm-hmm. and maybe they, maybe they'll do that moving forward because that was the first thing that popped into my head. I said, "Oh, we're gonna get one of these old retired players to come in." So maybe 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 moving forward, maybe they would do that because like it's an exhibition game and everything. Why not? Yeah, get get uh Mister Mister uh, Newgenics out there, Mister Mister Frank <laughs> Thomas. Oh yeah, Mister Frank Thomas, and she <laughs> likes it too. <laughs> Especially the home run derby. That's always that's always fun. And getting to go back in was that twenty was that twenty eighteen? Yeah, twenty eighteen when it was here. I got to go to the, see the see it um oh, nice. in person. Yeah, that, that 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 was a lot of fun. That's when um old Bryce Harper he won the home run derby. And I think the I think the NL won won that year. The NL won the game that year. But it was it was it was a it was a, it was a fun experience. I mean, like I said, getting to watch it on TV all those years and actually getting to be there in person. It was it was a special thing. It's one of those like you know. Once in a lifetime experience. Hey, I had a good time. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so definitely looking forward to that next week. Uh, anything else on that? Anything else? No, no, no. I got nothing else. Okay, cool. All right, next thing up. So this seems to be coming a trend now too. Like we've been getting this thing like last year, even a little bit this year with these no hitters. Now it's becoming a thing where you got players hitting. For the cycle, what's hitting for the cycle is basically where you get at least one hit, where you get a single, double, triple, and a home run. And that triple, that triple, that's the, that's the trick of all of the four hits. That's the trickiest one to get. But so far, has it been done? Is it five times this year? One, two, three. Yeah, five times 
it's been done this year. The latest was uh, Nolan Ariendo. He did it for the Cardinals back on um, the first of this month. He did it. Uh, you had Austin Hayes from the Orioles. He did it back in June on the 22nd. You had Jared Walsh for the um, Angels. He did it on June 11th. And then you had Eduardo Escobar do it for the Mets back on the 6th. And then you had Christian Yelich. He did it. He did, had the first one this season back in back in May. So that's becoming a trend now. Players hitting for the cycle. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's funny, like how you know, hitting for the cycle. There's always been like a rare thing. Um, mm-hmm. Very much so. And now you got people kind of doing it, you know, a little bit more. Now it's almost coming like, uh, okay, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. But like you always say, and even they, because they even showed this, this the stats for it. It's like. Yeah, getting that triple is the hardest thing to do. It is. I mean, yeah, it's easy to get a single, it's easy to get, you know, a double because the ball bounced the right way. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the dog on a coach, he's waving you around. Come on, get the second, damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. But that triple is kind of tough. A home run, you know, you, shoot, you, anybody can hit a dog on a home run, you know, especially yeah. if you're in the right park or something. Oh, yeah, you get a good pitch, yeah, yeah. drive the ball well. Yeah, you can do that. Exactly. So, but that triple is always tricky um, mm-hmm. and everything. So congratulations to those dudes for, you know, being able to do it. But it will be something if if our guy Shohei hit for the cycle and pitched a no-hitter. Not not in the same game, of course. But uh, Right, 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 right. But right. just but. if he did it, that would be like, huh. Guy is like a cheat code. Mm, <laughs> I mean, he's I already know, and, like a cheat code. But. Exactly, and, and 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 you know what? I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. I would not put that past him. He has the skill set where he could do that that hit for the cycle, and then come out there the next game and throw a no hitter. That mm. that wouldn't that would not shock me not one bit. That really it really, really wouldn't. He ha- he is that talented of a player where something like that is not impossible. Definitely not. So, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Like, well, what if he did do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 would definitely be something. That would that would, like I said, that's something you would. <laughs> that's history right there. That's something you probably would never see again. Yeah, probably not. Like I said, like he's he is doing a lot of things, and and like I said before, it's just unfortunate that unless you are someone who follows the game of baseball to see what he's doing, but Unfortunately, it's not being seen on a bigger scale than what it is. I don't think I don't think unless something drastically changed as far as baseball right now, I don't think his career will be appreciated until after he's retired. Yeah, that is very so, that is very true. I mean, you hate to say that, but that is very a very true statement right there. Yeah. So. And here's 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 another, another thing about Shohei. Once again, making history. They said Shohei Itani is the first player since the RBI became an official in 1920 to do all of the following in a single game: ten strikeouts as a pitcher, two RBIs as a batter, and a stolen base. So once again, this guy just every time he just go, he just shows up and just makes history. I mean, it's just amazing. You could not say enough good things about this guy. No, you can't. It's just it's like I said, just crazy that. Like I say, it's not being talked about more. 
So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. But we will talk about it here on this show. We will talk about. Yes, it. We, we, will, we, we will give that man his flowers. Yes. Yeah, we will yes. give that man his flowers. <laughs> yes. Okay. I thought this was pretty cool. I think this was about a month or so ago. You had oh, um, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. throwing out the first pitch to his son, uh, Vladimir <laughs> Jr. I thought that. I thought that was. I mean, that's 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 pretty 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 cool. I like you. You like to see stuff like that in the yeah. game. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, look, look, I look. We both grew up watching Vlad. You know. Oh yeah. And. Or, or as I like to refer to him as the real life of Pedro Ser- Serrano, because <laughs> that's what that's what he did. Yeah, he, he hit some home runs, but he was striking out too a lot. Yeah, but, he definitely was. But but I mean, but yeah, it's cool and just to see like what what his son is doing now. And yeah, it's it's a great thing to see, and he throwing out the first pitch to his son. You know, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when Vlad Jr. was a kid. They probably had moments like that. Oh, you know, throwing out the first pitch and then to actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably. I mean, that's, that, that I'm pretty sure it's like an amazing feeling to have and everything. So, yeah, it's just cool. Who who knows? Maybe Vlad Senior could be one of those legend spots on yeah. the All Star game. Yeah, you know that, that that would be something. That that would definitely be something. Like I said, he. He goes up to his plate, and then his son comes up to the plate right after that. Like, like that, that, that would be something. I'd pay to see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, but that's but that's dope though. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like st- hearing stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Stuff like that's always pretty cool. Always pretty cool. All right. Next up, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. They are on a roll right now. They have won eight games in a row. I mean, they're supposed to be in like rebuild mode, but they got these young guys out there that have been, you know, feisty and. Scrapping, they've won eight in a row, and they almost in a position for like a like a wild card spot. And they had, um, I think it was was it last week? I think it was late yeah, last week. During the week, they had three walk off wins, and they just playing some very, very good baseball. I'm sure Mr. One, um, Mr. Calvert is probably smiling at seeing seeing his former team doing some things right now. But um, he thoughts on the Orioles. Well, I was going to say, you sure Cal Ripken ain't uh, actually suit up and out there uh, playing? <laughs> you didn't you know, sure about that? Never know. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we not sure on that? Him, Brady Anderson, some of them other Brady guys. Brady Anderson, all them. Yeah, exactly. Mike Messina. <laughs> yeah, we should. Sure, we should. Sure they ain't out there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah you, you never know. What I heard that's today, Aiden Ross. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that from the Orioles in a while. But it's but, that, but that's good to see. Like I said, they're one of those historic franchises in baseball that has you know have been struggling here in recent recent years. But it's good. It's good to see them kind of. Showing you that the future is bright in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you just have to keep an eye on that. I mean, just, yeah, they eight and two in their last 10 starts. So, got to keep an eye on the old uh, Baltimore Orioles. Yes, yes. We will definitely be keeping an eye on them. Another thing that's coming up uh, later this month on the 18th from um, ESPN Plus, the captain, they're doing a documentary on one Mr. Derek Jeter. That should be very, very interesting. I definitely want to check that one out. That should be good. And I'm telling you, it seems like they're doing it once again kind of in that um, last dance type of format. I'm telling you, that, that last dance really kind of set the bar for, like, documentaries. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of people, they did one. Did the one for Tom Brady. Now they're doing this one on Jeter, and I'm sure we'll probably see some other ones from other players 
you know, over the years too. So, um, any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, like you said, that last dance, it, it really set the tone now for how sports documentaries are done. Um, and I mean, Jeter, he's one of those guys who just who kind of deserves because he, he had a very interesting career. Um, from the standpoint of he just went, he just came to work and did his job, but mm-hmm. he had a he had a charisma about him, it was like a certain aura about him. Even though, because I'm thinking about it now, like, because I always look, I ain't gonna lie, I hated the Yankees, and I still hate mm-hmm. it. I, I, I'll never be a Yankees fan or anything. That was, I, I never was a Derek Jeter fan, but even with that. Might not like the Yankees, might not was not a fan of his, but there was a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, it, it it was a respect thing. Um, and it, it's not like because I think I've told you this before. I was not a I was not a fan of Kobe's when when he played. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't become a fan of his until after he retired and the stuff that he was doing once he retired, mm-hmm. and. But I, I I won't even say, but the reason why I'm bringing Kobe up in this regard is because when he was a player, I didn't have that respect for him as a player that I didn't, you know, and I, that I didn't like. I didn't have that respect for him. Mm-hmm. Like I like watching baseball, watching Jeter. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I was not a fan of Jeter's. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, just something about him where you know, you you might not like him, but you respected him. No Very true. What, mm-hmm. No matter what. And so, yeah, he, he's one of those dudes like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, a documentary about, yeah, it, be, it would be interesting to see because he's always been a private type person. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see like what like stories would be told about him and, and everything. Or even stuff that he would bring up from who know you know stuff as far as playing baseball, just to hear his, you know, point of view of certain stuff that went on. So mm-hmm. very true, very true. Like I said, he, he kept it very. Pro- I mean, as friends, he played in you know New York City, you know, the media capital of the world. For him not to have a whole lot of stuff come out about him over the years is absolutely amazing. So it's gonna be very curious to see some of the stories and some of the stuff that he actually. Says that we know stuff about Jeter, but we, there's still a lot we probably don't know about him as well. So it'll be very interesting to see yeah. what he has to say and what we actually hear from him and hear from other people and stuff as well that might have you know shared stuff over the years. So that's that's definitely gonna be a good watch. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And like I said, I'm telling you that that last dance, I'm telling you, that's it's just it's just it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, as good as that documentary is, we covered it. Like that's one of the most fun things I think we've got a chance to chance to work on. Now seeing like the aftermath for that, like seeing other people doing similar type of things, is just it's just it's just it's just amazing. It really, really is. Yeah, it really, um, really is. How that's kind of set the tone, like the benchmark now. Like I said earlier, for documentaries. Yeah, it makes me wonder if a certain um. Undertaker documentary didn't uh, oh, yeah, draw that's, 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 heavily that's, from that. That's 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 another one. That's another so. one. Yeah, I'm telling you, it re- it's just it's really really amazing to see how much that I say, as good as that was and how you know the aftermath of that. It's just it's just amazing. It really really is. Mm-hmm. But um, any other thoughts on that? 
No, just I mean the captain. That's, yeah. that's who he is. The captain. Yeah, the captain. Like I say, one of those guys. Like you said, I did. You know, even if you were a Yankees fan, you you res, you respected Derek Jeter. You definitely respected him. Yeah, I, it makes me wonder if that's why they did that commercial about respect. You know, tipping your yeah. hat to the captain. Respect. Mm-hmm. Give him that respect. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. All right. So we're continuing on what we've been doing um, since the end of last season. We've been talking about the different divisions in baseballs and the teams within that division. Um, talk, we're talking about the AL Central right now, and the team we're talking about today is none other than the Minnesota Twins, who have been established around since 1901 and based out of Minnesota since uh, 1961. Uh, let's see, they were in the Western Division from 1969 to 93, and they've been in the Central from 94 to present. Um, oh. Well, they used to be the Senators. It says the name from 1961 to the <laughs> present was the Minnesota Twins. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Interesting. Okay. Um, Other nicknames, um, the Twinkies, <laughs> the Nats, the Bumba Squad. Like, where what, what, what they come up with some of these names? Good Lord. Interesting. Um, They've won three World Series titles, 1924, uh, 6AL-Pence, 1924-1925-1933-1965-1983-1965-1987-1991-4AL-West-Division-Titles-1969-1970-1987-91-AL-Central-Division-Titles-2002-2003-2004-2006-2009-2010-2019-2020-and-1WildCard-Birth-in-20
But yeah, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that they were the original Washington Nationals. Yeah, I did. I did not know that. I was looking at that. I said, "Oh, I had, I had no idea. That's that's crazy." So, yeah, it's, it's funny how that kind of works and everything. Um, but yeah, they won the World Series in '91, which I vaguely remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've just been a they've always been an interesting team. Yeah, the Metro Dome. That's what it was. Yeah, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. the Herbert H. Humphrey Metro Metro Dome. Yeah. Alright. But uh but yeah, some of them nicknames is kind of outrageous. The little piranhas in two thousand. What the hell? Mm. Why they why the hell are they called the little piranhas? What I, I have no idea, man. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> what the heck was that? Now I do find it interesting. Okay. Okay, they were the they started out as the senators first from 1901 mm-hmm. to 1904. Mm-hmm. But then in 1905, they became the nationals. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were that from 05 to 1955. Then they went back to the senators in 1956 to 60. And then from 61 to now, they are the twins. So why the hell did they go back to the senators? But, I don't but, know. That, that, that's that's weird. But correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't okay. The Washington Senators now isn't that the hockey team? It's the, the hockey team is the um, Capitals. No, no, no. I'm talking about. But isn't there? But is well, well, not. I mean, not the Washington Capitals. But isn't there a hockey team called the Senators? Oh yeah, there is. There is a okay. hockey team called the Senators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to say the Washington Senators, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get what you mean. That. Yeah, there, there is a team called the Senators in hockey. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. Like, okay, so some other team is called the Senators in hockey, and then the Washington Nationals come back via the Montreal Washington, and now they're the Nationals. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. Yeah, Ottawa Senators, Ottawa Senators. Yes. Okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's just that's, that's crazy when when you think about that. That is wild. Who would have yeah. thought? So, well, I mean, at least they're not the bean eaters. So, I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 get top that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is that that is something. Yeah, I'm telling you, you learn you learn something new every day. I would I would I would have ne- never thought that. Yeah. So, yeah, they got a they have a very interesting history. I mean, no nothing yeah. controversial, but they got no, 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 nothing at all. No, nothing controversial, but they do have definitely have an interesting history for sure. Um, anything else on the Twins? Uh, because well, I never really watched uh Major League back to the minors, but yeah, I, I do remember they were the um they were the uh the team in the featured team in Major League back to the minors. That's because that's who somehow Roger Dorn became the damn owner of the Minnesota Twins, which I still don't know how to how, but he mm-hmm. did. And the major, the the minor league team is what gets featured in the movie. Was their minor league team? Oh. So, that, so that's another movie that features the the twins. Okay, there you go. See, they they they're getting some recognition there. Yeah. So. All right, cool. All right, we got one team left to cover in this division. So next episode, we will be talking about the 
Detroit Tigers. So that should be an interesting episode. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> that, 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 that should definitely be good. All right. So as we wrap things up here, as we always do to close out the show, we go over the current standings in Major League Baseball. Let's start off with the AL East. Got those Yankees on top at 61 and 25, followed by the Red Sox at 47 and 40, Rays 46 and 40, Blue Jays 45 and 42, and those Orioles who won eight in a row at 43 and 44. Thoughts on the AL East? I mean, it's still the Yankees division, um, but the biggest thing right now is the Orioles cr- creeping up. So yeah. They might not. If, I mean, if they continue on this path, they they might not finish dead last in the division. They might actually come up some because mm-hmm. the Blue Jays look like they just kind of. I don't know what the hell they got going on. How the hell one in nine they last ten? Jeez. What the yeah, that, that, that's not that's not good at all. I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. It's like I say, they going downhill and the Orioles are rising. Like I say, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think the Orioles are gonna finish in last place because if the Blue Jays continue to play like that and if the Orioles continue to rise. They will not finish in last place. It most likely be be the Blue Jays. Blue Jays yeah, the Blue Jays will finish in last. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's definitely one to keep keep and keep an eye on. So we shall see. Now over to the Central Division that we've been talking about over the last few episodes. We got the Twins. Who we just got through talking about on top at forty eight and forty. Guardians at forty three and forty two. White Sox forty one and forty five. Tigers, who we'll be talking about next episode, thirty six and fifty one. And then we got the Royals at Royals at 34 and 52. Thoughts on the Central? Uh, I think the Royals need some pine tar. Um, just might. Uh, I mean, the Twins on top, uh, still kind of confused on this whole. Okay, how are they three and a half games? That makes no sense. <laughs> the math oh, is yeah, not yeah, math. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. I don't it's get still, that. The math is still not math on that. Um, but somehow they're three and a half games behind uh, the Guardians. Um, so, I mean, that, that's something I guess we have to watch and see at the end. Because if, if some funny business happened at the end of the season where the Guardians end up on top, I know it's some foolishness. But, what is going on? Yeah, but, but yeah, it, 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 it's still relatively a close race in with, with those two teams, and I still think it's going to be something that's going to go down to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It definitely will. Now, over to the AL West. We got the Astros on top at 56 and 29. Mariners at 45 and 42. We've been playing some good baseball as well. Got the Rangers at 40 and 44. Angels at 38 and 49. And the Athletics at 29 and 59. Thoughts on the AL West? Well, the money ball... Seems like it's ran out. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, the Mariners—they, I mean, nine and one in their last ten. That's that's not yeah. bad. No, They're, not bad at all. They've been hot too. Those are two, the Orioles and the Mariners. They've been two of the hottest teams from recent recent weeks. Yeah. But I mean, the Astros, uh, for all they cheating that they do, they they kind of got this division on lock right now. It seems so. Yeah, they definitely do. And like I say, we say what you want about the Astros. You know, I'm I'm I, I, I like I like Dusty Baker, so I, 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 I root for him. I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to see him, just just for his sake. I would like to see him get a World Series because he does he deserves it. Yeah, he definitely do deserve it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now over to the NL side, the NL East. Got the Mets on top at 54 and 33, followed by the Braves at 52 and 36. You got the Phillies at 46 and 41, Marlins at 41 and 44, and my Nats at 30 and 58. Thoughts on the NL East? I think the, I think the Nationals need to go back to being the Senators or something. Well, I mean, that team that's right above them ain't, ain't too much better, but uh, I don't know what the hell they got going on either. But, um, I mean, kind of like what we talked about. I mean, it's the Mets and the Braves. They, they've had their little series here recently. That's where Max kind of showed out, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this whole two and a half game that, that don't make sense to me, but I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna come down to the Mets and the Braves, and we yeah. we gonna definitely have to see how that play out. Um, at the oh, end of the season, yeah, that's gonna make for some good baseball down the stretch coming out of the All Star break and everything for sure. Now over to the NL Central. You got the Brewers on top at 48 and 39, Cardinals at 47 and 42, Pirates 37 and 50, Cubs 34 and 52, and then the Reds at 32 and 54. Thoughts on the NL Central? Uh Chrissy, if you're listening, um, I'm sorry. Your team is Yes, we are terrible. sorry. <laughs> I know, but no, I, I, I feel your pain. My team is terrible too, so I feel your pain, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean that that in, that invisible man is not coming through that door um, to 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 no, give him some much no. needed hits. No. <laughs> but, yes, yes, yes. But uh, I mean, again, like some of these divisions, they they like the the two teams at the top is really close, and like it's it's turning mm-hmm. into like a dog fight with some of these teams. Um, this might be the only division where. The math is actually mathing with the the lost record as far as mm-hmm. them being behind. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. but I still say the Brewers is gonna be the team to to pull it out in the end and win that division. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't count out the Cardinals, but I think that's the Brewers division to lose for sure. And last but not least, the NL West. You got Magic's Dodgers on top at 56 and 29, followed by the Padres at 50 and 38, Giants 43 and 42, Diamondbacks 39 and 48, and then the Rockies at 38 and 49. Thoughts on the West, NL West? Uh, Carlos Galarraga is not coming through that door for the Rockies, but. Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a name you don't hear too much. No, 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 that's a, no, that's a, I ain't heard that name in a long time. Who <laughs> calls Galarraga? Right. But anyway, Man. um, <laughs> I mean, shoot, that was somebody. I remember, I remember him playing. Shoot. Oh um, yeah, same. Oh yeah, definitely. That's probably about the only person I remember playing for the Rockies. But <laughs> yeah, Larry Walker. Oh yeah, Larry. Yeah, damn. Yeah, Larry Walker. Yeah, good old yeah, Larry Skywalker. Um, Larry Skywalker, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I mean the Dodgers, they it seems like they getting their stride again. They kind of separating themselves a little bit. The Giants have fell off. Yes. Um, but Eight, seven in their last ten games. Yeah, that's, that's like, ugh. but but I think the Dodgers are kind of rounding back into form. They they kind of getting. They say, hey, this is our division. Padres, mm-hmm. you got to come for us, but this is our mm-hmm. division. 
So, yeah. I mean, Magic, Magic getting his team right. So. Mm-hmm. He definitely, definitely is. Like I say, it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, we got the All-Star game coming up next week. But like I said, coming out of this All-Star break, like I said, these divisions are very, very close. And like I said, especially those top two teams up top there, a lot of these divisions are very, very close. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. And then with the pod in the Padres case, they get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. How that, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been holding the fort down without him. They add him. Who knows how that could shape things out. And then if the Mets, they get the Grom back and you got that one two punch of Max and the Grom coming at you, that's yep. gonna be interesting too. I'm telling you. It's gonna be a very that last like, second half of the season is gonna be very, very interesting to see who ultimately comes out on top in these divisions who are wildcard teams to be as well. That is true. So I mean these races are gonna it's gonna be very interesting going to going to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It definitely, definitely, definitely is. All right. That's all for me. Anything else, my friend? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Uh, just, I mean, cover some really good topics uh, tonight. So, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, as we always try to do here on the show. Anything you want to plug, sir? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, I mean, I, I did take a little mini break off of uh, Movie Talk uh, before I got started here with... Um, Women's Month in July. I actually just uploaded episode 259 to kick it off with uh, the movie Set It Off, actually, with stars Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Queen Latifah, Vivica Fox, and uh, Kimberly Elise. So that episode is up now. You can definitely check that out. And by the time we come back uh, for the next episode here on Grand Slam, I will have put up um the next episode which i'll be doing a movie called sunshine cleaning with mm. stars amy adams and emily blunt <laughs> so that i mean i'm pretty sure people like you covering that movie like yeah, yeah 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 i have my reasons for why i'm covering the movies i'm covering this month on um the podcast you know it's all about the ladies and unless there's, there's a reason for it um for the for the movies i picked and everything because it's basically about I'll just tell you this. It, the reason why I picked the movies I picked for this month, basically women struggling and having to find a way to come out of their struggles in some mm-hmm. type of way. Of course, it don't always end good because, I mean, if you seen set it off, you know how it ends. But that's basically the whole thing of why I picked the movies I picked. It's about women like having to kind of lift themselves up out of whatever struggles they found that they're in and everything. That's the whole reasoning behind the movies I picked this month. So you can definitely check out um set it off and then like I say Sunshine Cleaning is the next movie I'm doing. Okay, cool. That sounds good to me. Sounds good. And as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23, also at the Moneymaker 315. Follow our show's Twitter page at Slam underscore podcast, as well as our Instagram page at the Grand Slam Podcast. Check out my website, thecashinexperience.com. Everything is up on there. Anything I have going on is up on the website. Jay, any last words to close out this episode? Uh, another great episode, and watch out for whoever's trying to steal home. 
There you go. There you go. All right. You guys take care. Be safe as always. And we will see you next time. Enjoy the All-Star game. We'll be talking about that on the next episode as well. Enjoy the All-Star game and enjoy the home run derby. Peace out.